Hello, amazing listeners. Welcome to another episode of the Boo Business Podcast, the unscripted show where we unveil, demystify some of the confusing parts of birth, breastfeeding, and infant care during the first year of life while having a little fun. I'm your host, Naomi Katron, registered nurse and board certified lactation consultant. Our mission here is simple, to foster collaboration and maternal child health and empower both families and businesses alike. We're all about creating a community where everyone feels supported and informed. In each episode, we dive deep into engaging discussions that span the entire spectrum of birth through the first year. From newborn feeding, because let's face it, it's something we all have got questions about, to tackling issues like tongue ties, the mysteries of pacifiers, mental health, body work, and just so much more. So whether you're a new parent now, navigating the incredible journey of early parenthood or a seasoned professional in the birth business, this podcast is your go-to source for laughter, knowledge, and some great insights. So we're here to make learning about boob business not just informative, but enjoyable. So join us for conversations that not only spark your curiosity, but also bring a smile to your face. So remember, every episode is a chance to connect, learn, and share. So hit the subscribe button and let's embark on this exciting journey together. Hey there, happy 2024. I don't know how many of you know, but over the summer, probably for, well, spring and summer of last year, 2023, I developed an interest in infant nutrition because I was having so many families ask me, well, how do I introduce solids? What are the best first foods? How do I know my baby is ready? My pediatrician said start at four months. My pediatrician said start at six months. How do I introduce allergenic foods? Well, should I do baby led weaning or should I do purees or can I do both? How much breast milk should my baby get or formula and how much solid food should my baby get? Like just tons of questions. And then there was more important questions about, I shouldn't say more important, but other questions like how do I prevent choking? Is gagging normal? Does my baby need vitamins or supplements? Um, how do I prevent a picky eater? Um, and so anyway, I did some research, lots of research. And so there's all these fancy titles. There's nutritionist and there's dietitian and, you know, all of those things. It's very difficult to know what program do I need to take to learn the answers to these questions to help best serve my community and my families. And then it's even more difficult to get a course or a degree and something specialized, so specialized in infant nutrition. So just like six months to 12 months of life. I finally found one though. And so I'm proud to say that I have been trained to be an infant nutrition counselor. I learned so many things and I definitely want to share a lot of them with you today. Um, but in addition to that, which was really timely, the World Health Organization, I don't, you know, all these big organizations come out with you know, advisory boards and white papers, but there's like once every 10 years. So it just so happens that they came out with new recommendations for infant or for uh, nutrition for children aged six months to 23 months of life. And they did a whole rollout on it in a, in a, a web series and have a whole document explaining, you know, very long clinical document explaining their recommendations and their findings with putting together all this research. And so that just came out like 
two months ago, like December 2023. So based on the things that I learned in my course, we're very much aligned with what the World Health Organization came out with. So I want to share a lot of those things with you today because you may be a, a parent who has started introducing solids. You're going to introduce solids, you know, here in the next year, um, or you have a friend or a sister or a neighbor who might be interested in this episode. So it's not going to be long and it's not going to cover everything, but I do have some really cool things to introduce to you on this episode um, and some free stuff on it too. So the first thing you should know, I'm just going to put this out there, you know, major takeaways from the World Health Organization's recent recommendations are that babies should wait for six months of life before introducing solids, regardless if the baby is small or large. So sometimes one of the myths or misnomers are, hey, my baby's really small. I should probably start solids to bulk them up. That's not true, not helpful, and I'll explain why in a moment. Or my baby is really big and my milk's not enough for them. I should probably start solids to help them be more satiated and sleep better at night. That's also not been found to be true and that actually is addressed in the World Health Organization's compilation of research. So those are not two reasons to start your baby early on solids. Also reducing the risk for allergies. Sometimes people say, hey, the earlier we start, the better or the, the we minimize the risk of allergies and that has not been proven to be true introducing foods before six months of life so early introduction is at six months of life so three months and four months not recommended also which i think is fascinating that many people may not realize is that they highly discouraged introducing or feeding your baby starchy foods such as breads and waffles and cookies and of course not cookies but I mean starch type food um, carbohydrates in the form of breads and pastas so carbohydrates in the form of like a sweet potato is definitely great but a starch such as a pasta or a bread or a waffle or cereal or Cheerios are not recommended so that was very interesting and the reason for that actually is because your baby's tiny tummy is so tiny that we really, our main job is to introduce very nutrient-dense foods. And so you displace space in the baby's tummy if you fill it with a carb that's not nutrient-dense. The other thing you should know is food that says, um, like fortified with iron or added vitamins and minerals, the best, 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 best way to get the proper balance of nutrition, meaning vitamins and minerals, protein, fats, all the macronutrients into your baby is through naturally occurring whole foods. So some people, I remember when I was growing up, the pediatrician used to just like, I, something about like giving your baby a Flint or giving your kids Flintstone vitamins. And that was a thing, like it was a treat to get a Flintstone vitamin. And then like the pediatrician and everyone was happy. Like no matter if your kid just eats pancakes every day and Nutella, they're getting their Flintstone vitamins, so all they're getting all their nutrients. Well, the thing you should know is that synthetically produced vitamins are not as absorbable. So you might notice when you take a vitamin, you pee half of it out. Your pee is like bright color. Um, and that doesn't happen when you eat carrots and sweet potato and like red peppers and, you know, highly nutrient dense foods. You know, your pee doesn't change color. When you eat a kiwi, your, your pee is not bright yellow or green or whatever. Like when you take vitamins. Because your body absorbed a lot more of those nutrients 
And that's why there's a lot, like you don't need as much vitamin C or zinc or whatnot if it's in a kiwi as you do if it's in a vitamin because it's so difficult to absorb in a chemical synthetic fashion. So you have to like really have a large dose of the synthetic vitamin in your baby in order for a small amount to be absorbed. So hopefully what you take from all those words are that, hey, I need to really focus some energy and resources on how I can make sure when I introduce solids that I'm introducing the right nutrients nutrient content because I was very surprised when I took my course I really thought like it's all about giving the baby protein and that did not come up at all Um, it's all about like iron is super important fat is very very important Um, vitamin d is very 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 important and continuing to offer breast milk or formula at the same volume is very 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 important for the first few months when you're starting solids So that is like a couple of takeaways that I don't know. I I was very surprised. Like I see tons of people give their babies Cheerios and waffles and toasts. Even if it's whole wheat toast, they definitely, what you should know is whole grains, while they are healthier, are so difficult for your baby to digest that we would really want to hold off on those for after a year of life. So just a couple tidbits I picked up. There's a lot more. And that brings me to like an exciting little, you know, announcement. I already kind of mentioned this a couple of times and the last podcast episode, but we have introduced or rolled out a new um, online course called Baby's First Bites, Intro to Solids in the Nutrition Roadmap. It's a digital course and it does have an option, like an upgraded option for some live support sessions, virtual sessions. So in the show notes, there'll be some information on that. So anyway, that will help you get much more detailed on all the things. Some other questions I get a lot and some things I was really surprised to learn about is, you know, how do I know my baby is ready for solids? Because what we sometimes don't think about was, was our baby born early? So six months for one baby, you know, if your baby was born at 34 weeks, that might look different. So there are actual four um, milestones that your baby must meet all four of those milestones in order to know that you're ready to start solids. And if you're starting before they have met all of these milestones, that's when you actually increase their risk of choking and having negative experiences with food, having a difficult time digesting food. And so that is one of the reasons we're not introducing foods earlier than six months of life, even if your baby is very big or very small and you might consider like maybe it'll sleep, he'll sleep longer if I feed him solids. If you do that before six months of life or or when they meet these four milestones to know that they're ready for solids, their digestive system, it is not um, mature enough to digest these foods, these proteins. And so you can absolutely unfortunately cause constipation in your baby, even diarrhea, lots of gas, GI distress, and eczema if we're starting early. Not every baby's going to have that those cascade of events, but it also depends what kind of food you're introducing them. So if you think, you know, whole wheat bread with a little butter on it for my four-month-old is a great idea or a whole wheat waffle, that may not go over very well. You may end up with a constipated baby with some GI distress. So that's one of the reasons why we're not introducing them 
the foods before six months of life. There's a whole bunch of other reasons why you don't want to introduce solids too early. And um, actually, we have a couple of free handouts that you, not handouts, but downloadable things you can get on our webpage at milkdiva.com forward slash nutrition. Like you just take a little quiz and then it'll test like your readiness or your knowledge about infant nutrition. It's really short. And then you get like a free um, seven page download that comes to your inbox about like how to act, what are the four signs and then safety tips and then things people don't tell you. So it's all in that document there that you can get. So some of the things you want to look for, oh, I guess first things first, if your baby is lunging at your food and really shows interest in your food, that's awesome. But that's one of the four things we're looking at for readiness for introducing solids. Because remember, your baby also wants to eat your car keys and like put everything in their mouth and the dog toys and your hair and like everything. Super cute, really awesome. But it's just one. So it's like you're 25% of the way there if your baby's showing signs of having interest in solid foods. But there's 75% of the pie that we still need to tackle. Are you a parent of a baby between three and six months old, ready to transform uncertainty about infant nutrition and solid food feeding into absolute mastery? Then our new course called Baby's First Bites is perfect for you. Equip yourself with the supreme confidence to navigate the exciting journey of introducing solid foods to your baby and dive into the knowledge and practical tips for crafting safe, nourishing meals that actively contribute to your baby's development. So this course is perfect for you if you value time-efficient strategies, if you believe in the power of whole foods, if you prioritize safety, and if you embrace a holistic evidence-based approach. Just as a side note, our baby's first bites digital course has an option for live interactive sessions for more personalized guidance as well. So this course will be offered several times per year. We're currently accepting people onto our wait list. You can also take our short quiz by visiting www.milkdiva.com forward slash nutrition or visit the link in the show notes. After completing the quiz, you'll receive our seven page solids readiness checklist. It'll be sent straight to your inbox. And if you just want to skip the quiz and all of that and just join our waitlist, visit the same webpage and just click the link for joining our waitlist. Hope to see you over there. And so another one of those signs would be the ability for them to tell you, no, I don't want anymore, or I don't want that in my mouth, or I don't want that near me. Your baby really needs to be able to express that. And that's for many, many reasons. But one is to prevent overfeeding. And the second is to prevent a negative experience at the table when it's time to eat. We really want them to have a little bit of control and autonomy. It can really cause some trust issues and some... Um, like battle of the will, you know, like having fights with your infant about how much food or when to eat or how much to eat if they can't express to you when they don't want anymore or they don't want that thing or when the parent can't see those signs. So that those are two tips right off the bat that you got to know that your baby can communicate with you. Um, and one of them is saying, hey, I'm hungry. I, I, like your food looks so interesting to me. I want to eat that. That's awesome. The other is like, hey, I'm done. Please don't put that near my mouth anymore. I don't want that anymore. There's two other really cool, you know, other interesting um, milestones that they need to reach on that download that I'm telling you that you can get. There's videos showing you what that looks like, like a baby actually demonstrating the four 
milestones or the four, it's a checklist. So it's four milestones that your baby has to meet before you can start thinking about introducing solids. So I just kind of wanted to share a little bit about uh, the world of infant nutrition. What is advisable for a 15-month-old or 14-month-old is not necessarily advisable for a 12 or 11-month-old. Something else that I thought was really fascinating is many times we might think that if we're giving our baby 25 to 30 ounces of breast milk or formula per 24 hours, that the goal is by 12 months of life, we're just going to transition to giving them the same amount or similar amounts, like whatever, 18 or 20 ounces of um, cow's milk now. And so we'll stick that in a bottle or a sippy cup and we just want them to have that much milk per day. That is not the goal. And so the goal is actually to replace breast milk or formula, the entire volume with solid food for their nutrient source and to have milk, breast milk, um, or your beverage of choice on the side to wash things down for hydration. And when I say your beverage of choice, you'll also hear and see, you know, the World Health Organization advises against toddler formulas, secondary formulas, um, formula in general past, they actually discuss cutting it off earlier, but I'm not going to go into that because I don't feel like I'm well-versed in that area. And I think some of that advice was for third world countries who don't have access access to formula, but they recommend breastfeeding until and on through 24 months for hydration and minerals and antibodies, all those really great things. If that is something you're not interested in doing, then your beverage for your baby will be for hydration. There should be no caffeine, no sugar, no salt, no sugar substitutes like Splenda or Stevia given to your baby. They're very clear on that. And they do advise against vitamin powders or micronutrient powders is what they call them, which is another fancy word of vitamins for your baby, like a multivitamin. Instead, they really, really want a variety of food for your baby to get nutrients from a variety of food groups, food types. Of course, we know no processed foods, right? But processed foods also means those fancy baby convenience items that like are puffed this or puffed that and they come from a package and your baby, they dissolve really quickly. They're not very nutrient dense um, and they're not really helpful for developing oral motor skills. Um, solid food that baby needs to manage in their mouth with their tongue and their jaw and their gums really does help for proper oral development. So surprise, surprise, we definitely want to not have a goal of replacing however much breast milk or formula your baby's getting at 10 months of life, right? We're, we're not trying to just replace that with cow's milk or almond milk or oat milk, definitely not oat milk at 12 months of life. We are really trying to get them nice and full off of solid foods, high fat foods, like rich fats, good fats, omegas, um, iron rich foods, vitamins like red peppers are great, um, just different colors and textures by a year of life so that we're not displacing their ability to eat more food because we're filling them up with milk. So that's kind of that synopsis. Another, my mother last like tidbit here I'm going to give to you. Um, I say last, but you know, I like to talk, so I might keep going. Who knows? Um, cause this is unscripted is we're not, um, I lost my train of thought. We are 
wanting to be careful not to introduce solids when your baby is starving. So sometimes we think, oh, it's time for a breastfeed or a bottle feed. Let's, it's a time to introduce solids. Let's just sit you down and like introduce you to whatever you choose. We don't really want to do that. I want you to imagine using like you being starving and never ever having seen chopsticks before and you have a bowl of spaghetti and meatballs and I give you chopsticks. You're starving and that's going to be really frustrating to you. This is a whole new experience. Your baby has no idea that that stuff in front of them is supposed to fill their tummy and it won't at first. It's going to be more like art class for them um, and I encourage them touching their food and it really helps with um, preventing picky eaters and having being agreeable to different textures of food. But you want to do it about an hour after a milk feed. We don't want them to be starving at first. Now, my advice for this will change as they become more competent with feeding and they understand that it makes their tummy feel full. But right now, when you're first starting, we're not even doing a meal, like one meal per day. We're really starting with maybe one meal, like one art class slash edible art class, let's say once a day, once every other day, and then slowly working our way up. So that's just a little sneak peek about some of the things we talk about in the course and some of the things that I've been learning and I've been I've been counseling families on introduction to solids for a while but I wanted to have an actual clinical background in it so that I can speak intelligibly about like hey what kind of supplements does your baby need does your baby actually need supplements what vitamins what probiotics like what is actually helpful what's most absorbable What's the right consistency for food? What are the pros and cons to baby-led weaning versus puree? Can you do both? Is there an alternative to giving my baby those nasty iron drops that cause their tummy to hurt? Um, how much solid food should I give? How do I prevent my baby from choking? All of those kind of things. So that's what we discuss in the course. We are doing a soft launch and the the doors for that, just only for people that are on our waiting list, the doors for that will open on February 27th, or that's what's planned right now. And that's only available to people on the wait list. So to get on the wait list, just check out our website at milkdiva.com forward slash nutrition. And I would love to have you in the course. So I hope this was helpful. I hope that it was um, applicable to maybe the journey that you will embark on soon. And I would love to kind of go deeper with you more on this content because there's four modules, a couple hours long of at your own pace learning with some optional live sessions that really go into lots of detail with pictures and videos of baby eating and how to present certain foods, what size, how do you cut them, how do you cook them, how soft, how hard, when do I do meat, how do I present the meat, all of those things. So until next time, have a great day. Thanks for listening. To learn more about newborn feeding and get your free swipe file, visit milkdiva.com forward slash newborn feeding. And if you've ever said, wow, I wish I would have known that while you're listening to this podcast, then help a friend out and share this podcast with them. You can also help us by leaving us a rating so more people can benefit from finding this podcast. Medical disclaimer. Please know that all opinions expressed on this podcast are solely my own and not intended to substitute the advice of a medical provider. I am not a medical doctor and all information shared is intended for your general knowledge and is geared towards full-term healthy singleton infants and healthy low-risk pregnant or postpartum women.